This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. friends, welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. It's starting to finally feel a little bit like fall around here, and I couldn't be more excited. I love October. It's my favorite month of the year. It's actually my birth month, but that's not why I love it so much. I love it because of the crisp fall leaves, the cooler temperatures, the pumpkin baked goods, and the fact that you can usually start wearing sweaters and boots. You'll notice I said usually because I lived in Kansas up until 2014, and then we moved to Tennessee, which has much milder winters. Let me tell you, it was a big adjustment for me to have to wait to pull out most of the fall clothes until well into October. However, four years later, I have finally adjusted to living in Tennessee. In fact, I've adjusted so much that when we go back to Kansas in the winter, it feels icy cold. Today, we're going to talk some more about kids and cell phones, and I'm going to tell you about my very favorite mascara, something I get asked about all the time. Plus, I'm going to talk about a book that I loved that I didn't know if I would. I'm also bringing on a guest whose book radically impacted my life this year when it comes to hospitality and opening up our home. That was something that I always thought I just wasn't gifted at. But Jen Schmidt's book, Just Open the Door, completely changed my mind on that. And her book inspired me to commit to opening up our home every single week in 2018. And that commitment has truly changed my life. I'll tell you more about that later in the show. Last week on the podcast, I told you how we made the decision to let our oldest daughter, Catherine, get a phone when she was 12. Like I said in that podcast, there is no magic age when I think every parent should get a phone for their child. 
But we decided on age 12 as the age that we'll consider it, notice consider it, not we will do it, but we'll consider it, if it seems like something that would be helpful, and we decide that our child is mature enough. We keep reminding Caitlin, who is 11, of this fact. In Catherine's case, the year she was turning 12, we noticed that she started getting invited to a lot of different activities with friends and that she had all these different events that she needed to go to. So it was so much easier if we had a way to coordinate pickup times with her, let her know various things, and we also just felt like it was a good thing for us to have a way to be able to check in on her and for her to be able to contact us if she needed to. We haven't regretted that decision, though we have had to set some parameters for her on phone usage, which I'll tell you about in a future episode. Speaking of phones, this episode is sponsored by Twigby, a company dedicated to providing fantastic phone service at great prices. If you're looking for a good deal on a phone, either for yourself or for your child, I'd highly recommend checking out what Twigby has to offer. I posted about them on my blog, moneysavingmom.com, a while back, and so many families have told me that they signed up based upon that recommendation, and they've been really pleased. Unlike traditional cell phone companies, Twigby gives you the ability to create your own custom prepaid plan. You don't have to have a contract or any unnecessary activation fees. You don't have to mess with going to a store and picking out a phone plan. You just go to their site. Pick your phone plan and either switch your current phone over or get a new phone, and they set it all up for you. My favorite part about their service, in addition to, of course, the great prices, is that they offer plan flexibility with the ability to change plans or phones at any time for free. You're not locked into an expensive contract that has activation and termination fees. They also offer free overage protection so you can rest easy knowing that you'll never be charged for overages without your go-ahead. You have complete control. If you want to check them out, you can go to twigby.net forward slash tween to learn more and save 25% off your first six months. That's twigby, T-W-I-G-B-Y dot net forward slash tween. And of course, we'll have a link to Twigby in the show notes. Thank you to Twigby for their support of this podcast. If you're new around here, it's time for the What's Saving My Life segment. It's that part of the show where I'll tell you about a productivity tip or life hack, an app, an idea I'm implementing, or something I've changed in my life that has made a big difference. This week, I have to tell you about my very favorite mascara. I get asked all the time about what mascara I use, and I absolutely adore the Lash Love Lengthening Mascara in Black by Mary Kay. I started using this mascara a few years ago, and I've become a die-hard fan. I don't sell Mary Kay. I don't make any money off of this. I'm just a big fan, and so I'm here to tell you about it. As some of you might know, if you follow me elsewhere online, I have extremely sensitive skin. I've struggled with painful eczema since I was a young girl. And we've tried pretty much every single remedy there is, and I've been to many different dermatologists and have had to be on oral and topical steroids for it many times in my life. Now, you might be wondering why on earth I'm talking about this when you thought I was going to be talking about mascara. Well, hang with me. There is a point to this. A few years ago, I did an intense cleanse and then changed my diet and started drinking a gallon of water every single day. And this helped to clear up my eczema, but it wasn't completely healed. 
And then it ended up getting really bad on my face and my hands. Think painful, red scabs, dry patches, swelling, bleeding. You get the point. It was not pretty and it hurt bad. We finally ended up doing patch testing. If you're not familiar with this, this is where they put patches with 80 different types of the most common allergens on your back and then you wear them for a few days. Yes, you can't shower and they itch like crazy if you have a reaction to one of them. Then they take these patches off, but you still can't shower for a few more days. I feel sorry for the people that have to be taking the patches off and looking at the people at the dermatologist who haven't showered for five days while they're in this process. But then you come in and they examine all of the different spots and reactions that you have on your back and they determine what you're allergic to. The really cool thing is they give you a listing of all the cosmetic and hygiene products you can use and those things that you need to avoid. Okay, I promise I'm getting to mascara. Stay with me. What my dermatologist discovered in the process is that I'm allergic to most eye makeup, which was very sad to me because I love eye makeup. And this was what was breaking out my face and hands because I was getting it on my hands and the rest of my face when I was washing my face off at night. I adore eye makeup, and it was a sad day to think I'm going to have to give it up altogether. But I wanted to be safe, and I wanted to be out of pain and not have these swollen eyelids anymore. So I gave it up. Instead of eye primer and multiple kinds of eyeshadow and eyeliner plus mascara, I now just use mascara. However, I found that if I put on three coats of the Lash Love Lengthening Mascara from Mary Kay, I love how my eyes look. They're so simple to do because I'm just using one product and this product doesn't break my face and my hands out. This week's book pick is Love Lives Here by Maria Goff. Many of you are probably familiar with Bob Goff. I loved his book, Love Does. This book, Love Lives Here, is written by his wife. I didn't have expectations for this book just because I didn't know what to expect, but I ended up really loving it. In fact, I underlined and highlighted so many parts of it. One of the parts of it dredged up some really unexpected emotions about a painful situation in my life, and it gave me some real clarity on it and brought some healing for me. Now, I will say that I found that the book jumped around more than I would have liked, and it left out a lot of details where I would have loved for the author to paint a clearer picture on some of the stories. But overall, I found it to be a very worthwhile read and one that will sit with me for a long time to come. One of my favorite quotes from the book was, she said, I knew something needed to change, so here's what I did. I stopped listening to the loudest voices in my life and started listening to the truest ones. Think with me, what would happen in our lives if we stopped listening to the loudest voices and instead listened to the truest voices? So that book was Love Lives Here by Maria Goff, and of course we'll have a link to it in the show notes. I used to be so scared to invite people into my home. Hospitality felt like something I just wasn't good at. In fact, I told myself for a long time that I'm an introverted person who is a home buddy and who doesn't host things or initiate. And by telling myself this, I had convinced myself that hosting and initiating weren't my gifts or my personality. 
It was safer to wait to let other people do the inviting. It was safer to convince myself I wasn't the type to step out, step up, initiate, or lead. But all of that changed when I read Just Open the Door by Jen Schmidt. It's a book written specifically for people like me who feel so awkward or who felt so awkward, as I'll tell you about later, about the whole hospitality thing. This book has changed my life in such a radical way. And at the end of her interview, I'm going to come back on and I'm going to share with you specifically how it changed my life. If you feel like you aren't a good cook or you think your house isn't nice enough or you don't feel like you're organized enough or you think you don't have room to host people or a dozen other excuses, and yet you're also craving deep community and authentic relationships, this book is for you. Just Open the Door will show you that no matter the size of your home or your budget, and no matter your current season of life, there is a way to show hospitality, and you'll learn just how big of an impact opening your home and door and life can have, not just in others' lives, not just in your kids' lives, but in your own heart and life. And that has been so true for me. And so I'm so happy to have the author of this book, Jen Schmidt, on the podcast today. Welcome, Jen. Oh, Crystal, thank you. And I feel a little emotional. I have kind of like a choke in my voice listening to you just share that affirmation and the life-giving first-person experience that you've had of how radically opening our door can impact not only the people we welcome, but our own home. So thank you for for going first and modeling it for so many other people too. Well, thank you for writing this book. And like I said, I was so inspired by Just Open the Door and and your life of hospitality that you just talk about throughout the book. And I'd love to hear what motivated you to not only open your door, but also then to write a book on this topic. Well, it's kind of a, it's a funny story because writing a book, especially on hospitality is something that I I didn't shoot for or aim for. And when I was approached specifically about a topic on everyday hospitality, my initial instinct was, oh, there's so much written out there. There's already so much out there. And yet, as I started to mull over what would be an encouragement for others, specifically starting with how the concept of opening my own door has impacted my own home, I started with my parents who were just a simple everyday ordinary couple who routinely had this open door living mentality. And so I didn't realize it was anything countercultural. It's what I observed. It was never anything, you know, it wasn't about this big, beautiful home with these tablescapes and five course meals. My mom was just a very simple cook, would throw on some spaghetti. And I think the moment it really hit me was we did a surprise party for my father years ago. It was when I was still a young girl and people, we did kind of a time of like blessing and honoring and individual people started sharing how my parents' life had impacted theirs. And it wasn't that they had authored a book. It wasn't that they did any major speaking. It was that they had welcomed people into their home and their stories and their lives, whether it was like international students or missionaries or just neighbors. So I wanted to write a book that said, you know, women are so much about what is our calling right now? And there's a lot of talk, you know, on Facebook, we share, we share the inspirational quotes about changing the world or impacting our culture or being world shapers. And yet a lot of times we don't think that it starts with maybe just putting on a bowl of soup or 
going home and washing the dishes again and again or encouraging our children. And so just open the door. The tag is how one invitation can change a generation. And I really believe that the launching place for the greatest kingdom impact that our families had and myself personally is just by welcoming people into our home or welcoming them into community on the sidelines of the football field or, you know, just purposely kind of pursuing because it's a lonely place out there. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we acknowledge that enough, how lonely it can be. Yeah. And I loved in your book, how you talk about your parents and you give specific ways that they modeled that for you. I think that is so powerful. I was blessed also that my parents, they are always opening up their home. I mean, just, I was texting with my mom a few days ago. She's like, yeah, we just had five families over for dinner. And then tomorrow we're in charge of the lunch for everyone at church. You know, I mean, that's just what my family, (laughs) my family did. And so it's interesting because you would think that being raised in that sort of culture that I would have just caught it and it would have been really easy for me. But I realized that my parents were the ones that were doing the initiating. They were the ones that were reaching out. And so for me to actually step up and reach out, that was super scary. And I just felt like, no, my parents are really good at this. I'm not. And so I think there's a lot of women who feel, they feel that loneliness. They feel that desire for community, but they have a lot of excuses or reasons that are very valid reasons that they're feeling like I can't really open up my door. And for me, it was the feeling like, well, I don't know, what am I going to fix for people? I'm not a very good cook. I'm feeling like, I don't know. I mean, it feels weird. What if they say no? What if they think it's weird that I'm reaching out? And I also felt like I'm just not good at this. This is not my gift. But there's other women that they feel like, their house isn't big enough. They don't have money in their budget to be able to invite someone over or their house isn't clean enough or organized mm-hmm. enough. And and I'd love for you to just give some really practical ideas and suggestions for people who feel this way. Absolutely. I call it, I think that we all kind of can fall into the three. We're either like the doers, the doubters, or I don't think so. You know, the doers, we've got this we're maxed out. We're so busy. There's no margin. So we're overwhelmed at the thought of putting one more thing, or we're just like doubting that our house is good enough. Exactly what you said, or we don't know how to cook. And you talk about the legacy. And one thing I do want to encourage, because we are all coming from such different backgrounds. And some of us, we've got, you know, past wounds and, you know, different family history. And so the beauty is that our new legacy begins today. We can catapult a completely different kind of legacy for our family. And so what I want to encourage women is we have thought of hospitality in terms of social entertaining. And now I love Martha Stewart. She has done a lot of good for the, you know, the home world, but what she also did and this whole mentality of Pinteresty kind of one and done big grandiose events, that's how we start seeing hospitality. And so I want women to shift the mindset from a big event that takes tons of stress and we're, we're overstressed and overworked. And by the time we open our door, we already say we're never doing this again, right? Mm-hmm. I want us to shift it into this heart of this legacy of hospitality, which is really about simple invitations. We build our identity on others' expectations, right? And we have this feeling that we can't perform enough or, or people are going to judge us. And yet, when I look at the heart of women, we just about, we want to be welcome. Mm-hmm. So some practical things where it's the fall, weather's starting to get beautiful. When we shop our sales and chicken breast is 
on sale this week. Let's maybe offer some spontaneous hospitality and invite that neighbor that we kind of do the head nod to and say, hey, I am so sorry. I know I haven't had the opportunity to get to know you, but we're throwing some extra chicken breasts on the um, grill tomorrow. We'd love to have you over. And it's a simple, spontaneous invitation, but it opens the door for, you know, you could be the person who changed the community of your neighborhood or or at work. Um, a lot of us don't know the people we work with, and it could be as simple as starting and saying, hey, I'd love to get coffee and take that next step for just a little bit of a, a deeper level of communication. Oh, and I think one of the things is spontaneous hospitality I'm learning is the best because it, it really lowers people's expectations. It, it lowers the bar. And not that we don't want to bless, right? There's those times where, oh yeah, if we're doing a baby shower, let's, let's make things beautiful. And But spontaneous hospitality, people know you haven't had time to do this thorough change the chandelier mentality, right? Yes. Well, and one of the things for me this year is learning that it's okay to serve a crockpot meal and paper Absolutely. plates. And one of the families that we invited over for the first time when we invited them over, um, she told me later, she said, that is the first time I have ever gone to someone's house and they served me a crockpot dinner on paper plates. And she said, you have no idea what a relief and a burden that took off my shoulders Absolutely. because I felt like now... I can invite you over because I know that it's okay for me to serve a crock pot meal with paper plates. And, and it freed her up to feel like she didn't have to put on this fancy spread. And she said, I feel really comfortable inviting you guys over because I know you're not going to have these big expectations. And so I think there's freedom that we can give to other people. So much. You know, if it's your gift to put out the the china and to do a, exactly. a spread absolutely do that but if you're someone like me who's who that's not your gifting then to say it's okay to order pizza or it's okay to just have people over for dessert or one of the things i found is maybe it's scary to open up your actual door. So start by opening up the door of your heart to say, mm -hmm. hey, would you like to go out to coffee? Like that's a little bit safer to start Absolutely. with that. Baby steps. And then maybe you can say, hey, would you like to come over for a play date? Or would you guys like to come over for dessert? Or, or would you like to come over for a game night? Or, or something like that. So taking those baby steps and getting your feet wet and so that you're not just trying to do this big thing from the get-go, but that you're just taking those tiny steps and in yes. the direction of hospitality. I'd love for you to talk to the woman who she's, you know, she's listening to this. She wants this. She wants that community. She wants to have the courage to open up her mm -hmm. door, but she just is saying, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, give me some really practical, here's a meal I can cook, or here's some kind of thing that I can do. What are, what are just a few really simple baby steps to getting started? Start simply. If it is just one other person, one invitation. Don't think you have to have 10 women around your table. Don't think you have to invite five couples or the whole Sunday school. It really just starts with you pursuing one other person. You have no clue the impact that you'll make, and you'll see that it will be so life-giving for you when you get over that first hurdle of being nervous and step in and be brave in that you're going to be exhausted, you know, when they leave because you've gotten so far out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But oh my goodness, there's going to be this new energy and excitement because you're realizing you're stepping forward in freedom in ways that you haven't done so before. Mm, that's so good. Okay. So let's talk about the two questions that I ask all of my guests. So um, first off, what are you reading right now? 
Oh, well, one of the things about being a blogger, right? And an author, we get lots of books. So I'm going to tell you the ones that I got just recently. And I know one of them you endorsed. It's All Under Control by Jennifer Dukes Lee. Mm -hmm. She is a dear friend of mine. And, you know, just the journey of letting go. And I'm not a control freak, but I feel this book has such great parallels. In fact, we roomed together before at different conferences. And when we were both writing our books, we thought, oh, there's a marriage between the two because so much of hospitality is releasing control, mm -hmm. right? It's realizing something's going to go wrong. And we have to be okay with that because the more, the diffi more difficult it is, sometimes the stronger our character grows. And then the second book is by Stacey Thacker. It's a study of Ephesians um, and it's when grace walks in mm. and it's just such a good, it's such a good read. That sounds really good. Okay. And what's saving your life right now? This could be a productivity tip or life hack, an app, an idea you're implementing, anything that is making your life better, easier, or more enjoyable. Oh my gosh. That's a hard one because I would say right now, so I gave up for the month or I'd started for 17 days, no carbs, no sugar, virtually no dairy. No and way. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And you, cause I'm all or nothing. And you have to understand that like French fries are my best friend. And by day four of this, I was ready to like offer up our eldest son for a baked potato. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have such an addiction to carbs. And so What's saving my life right now is the fact that I am on day 23 and I did it. Like I always give up. I always give up when it comes to my eating habits. And so now I am just learning to make some amazing soups by clearing out my fridge and all the, the veggies and produce that's going bad. I'm just chopping and sauteing and adding lean ground turkey and making some good soups extra to freeze. And then I'll have some to offer somebody else too. That's fantastic. But I did it and I'm really proud of myself. And it took me three months to talk myself into it because I would like start for a day. And then by the night, I'd be like, oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> well, congratulations. That thank is you. definitely worth celebrating. So <laughs> it's okay. Thank you so much for joining us. I just thank you again for, for modeling hospitality and making it so accessible to everyday women and not making it feel like it has to be this really elaborate, overwhelming thing that would just exhaust us. And I just really appreciate this book and your effort to inspire women and um, just for impacting my life in such a deep way. Uh, well, thank you. And I hope women are really encouraged by the message because it is, it's about so much more than just hospitality, isn't it? There's so many more um, themes that go throughout the book. So thank you so much, Crystal. I usually close out the show with a question from a listener, but in this episode, I'm going to change things up a bit and I'm going to close out the show by telling you about that commitment I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that commitment I made for 2018 to open up our door every single week. I want to tell you how that has personally impacted my life. You see, in December of 2017, Jen, who we just had on the show, sent me a pre-release copy of her book, Just Open the Door. I remember getting that copy and planning to just quickly read it while we were driving to Kansas to visit family for Christmas. Jen had asked me to endorse it, and I had said yes, mostly, to be honest, just because Jen is a longtime friend and I really wanted to support her and her first book launch. But as I read the book, I felt like I was being called to much more than just writing an endorsement for the book. I felt stirred to step way outside my comfort zone and commit to opening up our home every single week in 2018. I had no idea 
how this commitment was going to transform my life. Like I told you in the interview with Jen, I always felt like I wasn't good at hospitality. So yes, this commitment scared me a lot. But I'm here to tell you that we have opened up our home dozens and dozens and dozens of times this year and hosted, if I'm counting accurately, more than 400 people in our home since the beginning of 2018. Some of these were people we knew well, some we had never met. But in every case, I don't regret opening up our door and saying, come as you are. Through this commitment to hospitality, I've fostered many new and beautiful relationships. I've deepened old relationships, and I've learned a lot of hospitality tips and tricks. And we've had some funny and memorable fails. I've discovered that I don't have to be a great cook or decorator or party planner to be great at welcoming people into our home. Some nights, like I said earlier, I didn't have time to offer much more than takeout pizza or a simple crockpot meal but we still had a great evening. As I'm learning, hospitality isn't about the food you serve or the home you live in or the table decor or the seating arrangement. It's about opening the door and welcoming people into your real imperfect life. It's about letting people know that they are seen, heard, cared for, and loved. I'm learning that it begins with a simple willingness to say yes and go first, to be the one to get brave and say, hey, I don't know you very well, but would you like to grab coffee with me? Or, I know you don't know me that well, but you just moved here and don't have a lot of support. Could I babysit your kids so you could have a date night with your husband? Or, my daughter is loving getting to know your daughter at school. Could I pick her up to come over to our house for the afternoon after school? It's simple things. When you start looking for these opportunities, you will notice them all around you. And the more that I open up my door, the more that I want to open it up. And the more I'm realizing that this is where real relationships and community develop. So many people are longing for community, but yet they're staying behind their safe, closed doors. You have to be willing to experience the awkward in friendship to experience the awesome in friendship. You have to be willing to take risks to not wait for an invite, but to be the initiator, to be okay if someone says no or a relationship doesn't turn out like you'd hoped. I can tell you that those seeds of friendship, when watered and nurtured and fostered and tended to, will grow into at least some strong relationships and friendships, and it's so worth it. So my challenge to you this week is to just open your door. If you don't feel comfortable opening your door, Open up the door of your heart and invite someone in some way out to coffee, to come with you to an event, to do something, reach out in some way. And then I want you to send me an email and tell me how you opened your door this week. So send it to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great day. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 